Live from South Florida, the Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Of course, very concerned about some of the things that, that we see coming out of Washington. I think this inflation is really, really significant. I think it's going to kneecap uh, a lot of folks. Uh, it's basically an invisible tax on people. And to, to dismiss it like it has been done, this is, this is real inflation. And it's going to affect pretty much every aspect of our economy. Yeah, Governor DeSantis on point there. And in so many respects, what happens in Washington with so much of this policy? You know, every now and then there are exceptions to what I'll often say about politics. We tend to disproportionately put impact on the largest races, so the presidency and federal elections, when most often in our day-to-day, it's what happens with our local officials, the people closest to us in geography that we often pay the least amount of attention to in terms of elections and everything else, that have the biggest impact on our daily lives. Joining us now, our former Lieutenant Governor, Carlos Lopez Cantera. How are you doing? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, likewise. Uh, and I'm intrigued to get your thoughts about a couple of things, including one that was breaking news this morning. I found it interesting that State Senator Annette Tadeo decided to make a run against the person that she had previously run for governor with in Charlie Crist. And also, when you have another high-profile Democrat, that being Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, what do you make of her jumping in the, the gubernatorial primary? Well, I think it's definitely going to shake up that, that primary on that side, but... It, if you look at the amount of money raised and the amount of money of cash on hand of the of the three top tier candidates, uh, Chris and Freed are in the two million dollar range. Uh, Tadeo had about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in her political committee in the last reporting, while Ron DeSantis has fifty eight million dollars cash on hand. So I think that tells you a lot about the dynamics of the gubernatorial election that's upcoming in Florida. That our governor, who's doing a great job, is uh, well positioned to be reelected. How much, and on that note, this this is right in the league with what you're talking about there, how much of a, this type of a decision, or some of the decisions that we're seeing generally with Democrats in the state of Florida right now and races they're choosing to run for or not run for, as the case may be, is being driven by what we have seen happening in our state. So last year was the most successful election cycle for Republicans in Florida's history. There are more elected Republicans top to bottom in our state than at any time before. We continue to see voter registration this year skew in favor of Republicans. Do you think more Democrats are just trying to find a place where they think they might have a chance of of winning something? Well, that's a good question. I mean, they haven't fielded any candidates for the, the three cabinet positions, attorney general, CFO, or commissioner of agriculture to replace Nikki Fried because she's not running for re-election. Um, and the point that you hit that's, I think, the most important one is the registration difference. Because if you go back to 2016, the Democrats had a registration advantage of well over 200,000 registered voters. As of the last report that I saw, that lead has shrunk to 28,000. And we could very well overtake them before the registration books close next year, which would be unprecedented. That hasn't happened in modern history in Florida. That registration for Republicans exceeds Democrats, but we're on track to exceed them. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, it, with the monthly numbers that come in, I always take a look at that, and it's been pretty remarkable ever since 
The partisan registration began in 1972. Democrats have had that advantage, to your point. And in the beginning, it was around 40 points. Democrats held around a 40-point advantage over Republicans. And slowly, over the, the years, that's been whittled down to where... Most recently, last month, it was down to 0.1%. And I think we actually get the update. Um, it could be as soon as tomorrow. Usually it comes down on a Tuesday from the state. So we, we might see that, that historic moment in our state, uh, potentially even tomorrow. I'll keep you posted. But, you know, you, you take a, a look at those uh, changes. What also about South Florida in particular? Because we saw the huge swing, the huge swing away from Democrats. And a lot of that had to do with, what's believed to be the socialist messaging. Given the national state of the party, I imagine that those who are concerned about socialism before on the left are only going to be more concerned about it today. Yeah, but they're not shying away from the policies that prove that the Democratic Party is, is moving towards a socialist party because the policies that they continue to promote are, are, are in that direction. And, you know, I've said this a thousand times. Voters aren't dumb. Voters are smart. They do their homework. They know what the positions that these politicians or people running for office hold, and they make their decisions accordingly. Now, Florida's been benefiting over the last 24 months because of the policies of Governor DeSantis. People have been voting with their feet, and people are moving to Florida, and they're not coming here and registering Democrats. They're coming from blue states, and this was a fear we had. Blue state voters would come to Florida and register Democrat. Well, they're coming here and they're registering Republican because they're recognizing that the policies of the Republican governor of this state are making a difference and they want to be here. They want to live here. We're low tax, we're pro-business, and we're not a, a, an onerous type of system that wants to micromanage every part of your life. Here in the state of Florida, the leadership of this state recognizes that people make the decisions for themselves and can be held responsible to make their own decisions for what's best for their families, whether it be for it, as it relates to COVID-19 or as it relates to education and their children's education, their children's future. Amen. Amen. Our former lieutenant governor and renowned python hunter, Carlos Lopez Cantera. <laughs> Talk to you again real soon. Hey, Appreciate let me know it. when you want to go out there with me. <laughs> you got it. Probably not imminently, but you got it. All right. We'll have Natalie and a trending story. Then my top three takeaways coming up next here. The Brian Mud Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.